like praying to the Pokemon gods for a good game. So are the games of our lives. The gods have answered our prayers. And these are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. Welcome, everybody, to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, accompanied, as always, by the one, the only, the magnificent, the beautiful Tony. Hey. What kind of mood are you in today? Oh, man. Oh, man. What a good mood. Uh, So, last week's, or two weeks ago now, episode, an absolute downer, a frowner, and an upside downer. (laughs) But, ho, my lanta. Today, again, we're breaking tradition here. We're talking about a game that is not old. We're talking about a game that is the newest game, and that is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Tony, just just like a, a one-sentence summary of, of what you've experienced so far. Wow. We're having like an hour and a half podcast to, to cover it, and I have to try to confine it to a sentence. Um... I feel reborn. There. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty accurate, though, too. Ex- extremely accurate. Is that how you feel? How, how are you feeling? I feel like you always ask. You always give me such a nice introduction, and then you ask how I'm doing, and then we just jump into business. But but before this this train, once this train starts rolling, that's it. I mean, we are we're we're gonna take a crazy ride. But how are you doing? I'm doing great. In fact. I will say I'm 75 hours deep. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. <laughs> That's, I'm 75 hours deep, and I am maybe a third of the way through the story. Wow. Now let, me, let me run some calculations. 24 times 7. <laughs> this game has been out for uh, like 168 hours and 75 of them. It's been out for seven days, and three of those 24-hour windows have been dedicated to Pokemon Legends Arceus, yes. <laughs> it sounds worse when you say it like that. No, it... it <laughs> by the end, everyone will understand if they aren't playing it right now. Oh. And some of them are probably just, like, noob. You know, they hear 72 hours. Right, right. Like, that's that's like rookie numbers to some people. I was actually in a Twitch stream with somebody, and they were like, yeah, I have 110 hours in the game. And I'm like, dog, the game's only been out for 106. (laughs) (laughs) Dedication to the craft. (laughs) So, folks, we are talking about Pokemon Legends Arceus today. It is the newest release from Game Freak on the Nintendo Switch, uh, and it is a technically a spinoff game for Pokemon. It's, It's not a traditional mainline game. However, it may be the best pokemon experience in the last decade or better and we're going to talk about it all this week this uh this whole episode is basically the games of our lives tips their hat to pokemon legends arceus but before we talk about pokemon legends arceus let's dive into the news dun 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 the news we have a, a, a song segment now that I just started for the news that I always want to do every week, but when it comes out like that, I can understand why we don't have one. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I'll work on it. 
we'll get there. Biggest news of the week, a video game came out called Pokemon Legends Arceus on the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. You might have heard of it. <laughs> we don't we don't script any of this. He doesn't tell me what he's going to say. <laughs> Sometimes stuff like that catches me off a little bit. And the game has uh, outperformed almost every single Switch title in its uh, first launch week. It is, the, I believe, the second highest selling Nintendo Switch game. Uh, in its first week, only behind Animal Crossing. And that was a game that literally everybody was stuck indoors for. Uh, nowadays, people are are not as stuck indoors. Uh, whether or not they should be is a different question. But <laughs> but they have the option, I guess. The, but the thing is, people don't care. They're playing Legends Arceus. This is a game that I think most people went in extremely skeptically. This... Game was almost a make-or-break title for Game Freak for a lot of people. I feel like this was kind of a last straw scenario, especially coming on the heels of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which were ultimately very disappointing games. Pokemon Legends Arceus, it's just it's selling like hotcakes. And do we have any other news? We do have more news. We actually have a non-Arceus news, by the way, Tony. I'm sorry. No, but it's good, so though. Sorry. It's pretty good, though. It's, it's actually really good. good. It is very It's good. really good. Shovel Knight developer uh, Yacht Club Games, they had a reveal event a couple of days ago, and they have a new game coming out called Mina the Hollower, where they're going back to their uh, 8-bit resurrection roots. They've done now a, a Mega Man-style clone with Shovel Knight. They've done a Ninja Gaiden-style clone and now they are doing a Legend of Zelda top-down uh, 2D-style game. Uh, and it looks great. Mina the Hollower looks really fun. It you know, definitely caters to a specific niche of people. However, if you like 2D games and you like Shovel Knight, you're probably going to have fun with this. Um, hard, yeah. hard week to, to be a good company and release a good game when we have, uh, you know... <laughs> rc is to talk about but it is very good news and uh as much as i'm not a huge fan of those kinds of games i think that they're really quality content company i love shovel knight we have a shovel knight episode this should be a good game absolutely oh and i got one more piece of news to talk about and this one just came to me actually we believe it or not had a nice little charity event last weekend where i streamed mario kart 8 deluxe in a tournament Uh, with Stream for a Cause. For charity, it was a bracket-style tournament. It started off a little spicy, but it ended up going really smoothly towards the end. It ended up being a really good time. We raised over $800, and it was a really, really fun showing. In fact, both of you boys placed in the tournament. Tony, what place did you get? (laughs) I I finished in a three-way tie for second place. How about you? Tony, I finished in a three-way tie for second place. What? But it was, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. And and clawing out from a, a DNF in the first race <laughs> felt pretty powerful. <laughs> it was as Mario Kart as you could expect Mario Kart to be, I think. Every, every part about it, like, I don't play i mean once in a while i always find myself going back to that mario kart because i love it so much 
but I yeah. haven't been playing it much recently, and I've been pretty rusty. But I'm, you know, that's a natural instinct kind of game for me, where I'm like, all right, I, I should be okay. I probably won't. The muscle memory, yeah. Yeah, I probably won't win if I don't practice, but I'll hopefully uh, I could get there off just like raw skill. I can get close enough, even though I really wanted to win, so I should have practiced. But the way it played out, you know, there were I think five different you know flights of, of four or five people and uh you had out of those four people you had to place in the top two and in the first round i i came in first place in all four of those races and so i made it to the the semifinal round which was very difficult and i was worried about it because it was 12 people and you had to place in the top six and even though the top six isn't that hard when you're playing with 12 people, you know what it's like. Since Mario it's Kart chaotic. 8 yeah, for the Wii U came out, you know it's just a cluster. It is just if you get caught in the wrong situation, and that kept happening, and it was very nerve-wracking, and I think we squeezed in at 5th and 6th place, actually, to get into the finals, which we were, did. Which we were did. 6 people. Yeah, we, we clutched. I was nervous, dude. And then when those finals came around, it was... Uh, yeah, I don't know, six players, and you got to come in first place, and I really wanted it, but there were, my, my girlfriend was watching the whole time, there were so many moments where I, I, it just seemed like things were going good right up until the end, and then I would either get hit by something, or a lightning, or you know what I mean, just something wacky would happen, mm-hmm. a, a shell snipe, like every race was so, I was legit like very nervous, like prior i was just like dude this is a free charity event nothing but good cause but i was like i really right. want this to go well as a competitive you know player in right <clears throat> and it just yeah it was just not making any excuses i definitely could have raced better at points but there was a lot of like oh i'm actually gonna win and then like oh no and then oh no no please not like this you know and it was just clawing and reaching and it hard to get there but by the end in the finals that kid who won i mean he he played really he well smoked us. he deserved it a hundred percent he came in first in all four races in the final round did he uh, he ended up uh yeah he did he placed first four races in a, or i think he was second first 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 wow yeah he he earned it a hundred percent he really played well uh and he ended up donating uh the top prize was a 500 hundred dollar grant in their name to the charity type of their choosing and uh stream for a cause found a covid19 relief foundation to donate to so that's really awesome. That's so good. Yeah, congrats on on, on hosting it. And it, it was a great event. So, you know, all, nothing but good vibes. Uh, love stream for a cause. If, you, if you're interested, if you're a streamer or a content creator and you are interested in partnering with a, uh, a group of people who do charity events, who enjoy gaming and stuff like that, then I really suggest looking to their website, streamforacause.org, and... Yeah, nothing but great things to say about them. Tip of the hat. Yeah, big tip of the hat. I, I kind of had good expectations between them and you hosting it that it was going to be nothing but good, and that's really everything that it turned into. It was really nice Saturday afternoon. Everyone was very courteous and, and followed their, their prompts really well, and you did a great job streaming it, a lot of laughs and uh, good content, and it was just uh, very fun and happy to be a part of it and happy to, you know, even not just be a part of it, but do well in the fact that, you know, for a good cause, just makes everything about it better. So congrats on on your first Stream for a Cause uh, successful charity event. I'm excited for a lot more. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank uh, uh, Robbie and Ryan, who behind the scenes were uh, talking me off a, a cliff before the stream because I 
felt so unprepared going into it, but it really ended up going off without much of a hitch. So let's let's tip our hats forward. That's it for the news, by the way. We're done with the news. We are talking now about the main event. And we honestly, before we even started this podcast, Tony and I talked about this game for about an hour and 15 minutes. And we're <laughs> like, you know what? We should probably save everything we're talking about for the podcast. Uh, let's do that. <laughs> Hard to so do. So here it. we are, folks. We have Pokemon Legends Arceus, baby. It's got to be the number one game on most people's timelines if you're not playing it you're seeing it on twitter or you're seeing it on twitch it's you can't escape it it is it's got the whole gaming cognoscenti in a bind right now just with its how incredible everything is tony what i don't i don't even know where to begin yeah there's just so many good there's so many good things to go let's let's just start with the basics so pokemon legends arceus Neither Tony nor myself have finished the campaign. We're probably, Tony, I don't know how many hours in the game you have. I'm going to guess somewhere in the 30 to 40 hour ballpark. I'm actually only at like 20 to 25, but keep going. We're at almost a combined 100 hours. So I feel like we are experts in the field at this game so far. The game starts out and you are a a trainer or a person who falls through a wormhole through time and space and you wake up on this beach a thousand or so years in the past, and we're trying to figure out where you came from and what's going on. We live in a a world right now where Pokemon and people do not live together in harmony. In fact, many people are afraid of Pokemon because of how dangerous they can be, and some Pokemon are even revered as these, like, guardians and these almost, like, godlike uh monsters and we are at the birth of the pokeball and we are tasked with building the world's first pokedex and you explore all these five different regions and you're able to interact with over about 250 different pokemon and it's 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 totally different than any pokemon game that's ever come out Tony, what are just some of your initial thoughts? Um, well, that was a very good summary. As a, a fan of Pokemon, and well, you know what? Let's let me. I don't. I want to pepper this in somewhere, but I don't want to preface with this. But I still feel an obligation to. But last week, two weeks ago, I really, as much as I showed how upset I was about, um. Sword and Shield, and, and, and really just showed a lot of disgust with that, and uh, not liking the direction that Pokemon was going. I tried to keep a little asterisk with this game, saying, you know, hope for the best, but expect the worst, but honestly, like, I don't know what to think. I don't care what people are saying about it. I'm not big in listening to reviews. I don't like the way the art looks. Very hard to to be optimistic after a lot of the things that I said but in my head I said you know what it is gonna be attached to Pokemon forever I I unfortunately think it could be a make or break game because it's really gonna make us go off the cliff it, if it is unsuccessful it's gonna be a letdown and you kind of got to look at Pokemon like man like where are their heads at right now but you gotta give it you know with Pokemon and it being attached to it forever being a you know a new kind of game that 
they're putting, you know, hopefully a good amount of effort into. Now it seems like definitely that's true. But you just want to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's going to be well done. And boy, is it just, it, it is completely just changed everything for me, honestly. They could not have done a better job. Um, I don't even know where to start, dude. Like, just you giving it a good, you know, overlay of it, a good overview. But now I'm like, there's just so much to it, the way that it makes me feel, the way that I think it's it's so good. I, I, I think it was my mistake thinking that there should be an open world, like, every generation, like, all maps kind of game. Like, they, that's hard to do and I understand them not doing that and I am like more than okay doesn't do it justice like when I say that I'm more than okay with how they did it with this because this is taking one kind of Pokemon game like one generation and just turning it into a completely different experience that Pokemon players never really got because yes there was the the mainline game is walking around, then, you know, Pokemon Go kind of changed everything How 20 years later or so, and and started kind of meshing the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee with, okay, now Pokemon, you can kind of see them roaming and stuff, and it's a little bit different, and then you had the N64 and the GameCube era of, like, alright, we're battling in, like, 3D, but you never, ever had an experience that met all those like just fulfilled all those requirements and also like somehow stepped it up and made it like just as good as it can be all around and I think the experience so far has been just like in terms of Pokemon now it now it now it's over this is the absolute truth with this game this is I can't even say at like more good about it I can't praise it anymore I I 100% agree with everything you're saying. I think if I were to tie one word to this experience compared to any other previous Pokemon game, I think the word that I would use is uh, fluid. I think the game has incredible flow, and it is so much faster paced than any other Pokemon game. Uh, the way you move around feels incredible. The way things are displayed are in a really smart way uh, everything's easily accessible your pokemon are easily accessible your items are easily accessible your ride pokemon are easily accessible and the the world you, you can traverse anywhere they, they the way they handled the movement in this game and the way they handled the battles in this game poke so and i was talking to tony about this earlier pokemon compared to itself uh, never really truly felt outdated that much. Like, you could literally go back to playing like Pokemon Gold and Silver, and yeah, like things are a little slower or whatever, but you know, punch for punch, it's not that different than, you know, Sun and Moon or, or you know, Sword and Shield, where you, you walk into some tall grass, you get into a battle, you fight the battle, you get your experience points, the battle screen ends, and you move on. Everything flows in this game. For example, if you get into a battle with a Pokemon, which every Pokemon, there are no random encounters. Every Pokemon is just out in the open. And the way you get into battles is you literally manually take your Pokemon from your team and you throw it into battle against a Pokemon. 
the battle screen is just the area that you're in. The only change is that any visible Pokemon in the area uh, disappear from the battle sequence and then reappear once the battle's over. Uh, you have your battle, and then when the battle's over, you're literally where you were standing. A little HUD pops up with the experience points in the corner, very non-intrusive, doesn't take any time, and you're back to moving around. The game is very good at keeping you moving, and it doesn't want to hold you in one place for too long because there's just so much to explore. Yep, <laughs> nailed it. 10 out of 10. That is, uh, I think we have to go through this in layers and chunks and just praise every little part of the game and because uh, there are so many different aspects to this game and you're right the accessibility just like I think Sword and Shield did do a good job with accessibility things I think being able to and even more so in this game because now it's not just the Pokemon box it's easy but it's not as easy because you shouldn't be able to just swap out for a healthy Pokemon in the wild. You actually have to be at, like, base camp or wherever, you know, you're eligible to do that or available. And um, the item accessibility, the, uh, the, the oh, was I just going to say, not even the Pokemon battles where they run away and then sometimes you have multiple Pokemon in one battle. You'll get, like, a two-on-one or a three-on-one even, which is pretty wild. And uh, changing moves, you can just do it right from your menu now, and, and the, the menu navigation is good. Oh my god, there's just so much good that I want to say. The maps, let's not even get to the maps yet, let me just try to cover everything you just touched uh, on. Yeah, let's Yeah, let's let's get like mechanics out of the way. What else, what else? Yeah, you're right, there's it, n very non-intrusive, you can move around while you're battling, you could literally move around with your character. It just feels so real to to pick a pokemon while you're running around you you really make good use of of all your fingers you know what i mean it's like you're running you're looking uh, you're hitting one button to switch between pokemon and items you're do do i want to crouch right now to try to be sneaky and sneak up behind a pokemon maybe throw a berry get their back to me and then throw a, a you know useful ball at it for the you know situation that you're in do i want to just throw a, a pokemon at it you're switching between the pokemon in your party or the items or between the pokemon and the it's just like everything works so well and the game runs so well and that is so important because if that's not well done this kind of game running choppy is is it's it's very i think it's easy to overlook but the fact that they did it so well is just like wow you really can't let that go unappreciated because it's it it, it makes the game so fluent and so good you're 100 percent right and the the one thing is the biggest knock on this game is probably its graphics yeah oh yeah i'd say so the the world at a the, the draw distance in this game is not very far and Pokemon in the far distance run at about two frames per second. And uh, a lot of the textures don't load until you're closer up. Now, that's kind of a limitation that the Switch has. The Switch is just a really weak system. I've seen people describe this as the greatest PS2 game that ever came out. <laughs> yes and no, right? Yes and no. They they have a lot of... Um, like, like, the graphics in a nutshell aren't great but they're 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 passable they're like fine graphics especially for a game that is so focused on its gameplay 
It's so focused on the moment-to-moment moments of the game. It's so focused on the story, which we haven't even gotten really much into the story. It's, there's just, there's so much going on in this game that you almost don't have, you don't have to worry about stopping and smelling the roses because you have to collect them so you can craft uh, the next item, (laughs) right? Like, I don't have time to smell them. I got to put them in my pocket. We're moving because there's an alpha Pokemon chasing me and I don't want to (laughs) die. And the the beauty of this game is that is how you stop and smell the roses by continuing on in not so much the the storyline progression, but more so the Pokedex completion. Because this game, you know, sometimes when I pick up a new Pokemon game, I mean, I always I have um, a living decks for I think it was up to Sun and Moon, but then Sword and Shield, I finished the decks and you can't access every Pokemon in that game. So I said, I'm going to leave everything that I have in Gen 7, like completed. That's awesome. I know that I have every Pokemon from Gen 8. That's awesome. But this is one game where now when a new game comes out, I'm like, let me get every Pokemon from the new gen. But if I don't get the like the Dex or the Shiny Charm, that's all extra because, you know, Shiny hunting is a, a huge pain in the ass in main series games. And it, it it's just like the stuff like that, the, the difficult stuff um, that they've always had, like prior to Gen 8, I want to say the EVIV, just like competitive training, Shiny hunting, even though they've made Shiny hunting a little bit easier. All that stuff is right. pretty just like, all right, if I don't feel like doing that, I'm not going to do that. But this is a game where it really makes me want to... I've been pacing myself in a way where I'm just really, for the first time in a long, long time, maybe ever, I'm really enjoying completing the Pokedex because something about it feels... It's so addicting to be like, all right, it's not just run up, catch the Pokemon, I got it. There's, um, you'd probably do a better job explaining it than than I can, uh, uh, but there are different, every Pokemon has a Pokedex entry. All right, you, you explain, I'm already botching this up. So the Pokedex is basically a completionist's wet dream, right? It is, <laughs> it is filled with each Pokemon that you encounter, each Pokemon has somewhere between uh, four and ten research tasks. And uh, the tasks range from how many of this Pokemon you've caught, how many you've caught under uh, a certain condition, you know, time of day, uh, a stealth catch, number that you've defeated, a number of times you've seen it use a specific move, all sorts of different things. There are stages where you, there are up to, I want to say, like five levels of each of those research tasks and not all the research tasks have five levels but the goal is to basically accomplish somewhere in the ballpark of 10 research tasks total uh to quote complete the entry for the decks and completing the entry for the decks is one of the requirements for a late game event Uh, it is highly encouraged by the game to to complete as many research tasks or at least achieve research level 10 for each Pokemon. And just by doing that, actually, I haven't done any story stuff for the last probably 15 in-game hours I've played. I've just been running through my Pokedex and just updating the Pokedex and trying to get complete for every single Pokemon. And I, 
not a moment of it have I been bored. It's I'm running around. I'm I'm trying out. And it for the game forces you to like try new moves, and it really showcases a lot of the the new uh, battle systems that are in place. Now, Tony, Tony, they they really did a good job changing up the battle formula, and I think they they made it in a really 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 smart way. Um, traditional Pokemon formula is just as strictly turn-based as you get. It's you attack, then I attack, then you attack, then I attack. Uh, highest speed gets the first attack. The end. That's it. Uh, for the most part. Uh, they don't do that in this game. Uh, in this game, it is more of what you've seen in games kind of like Final Fantasy X or like Bravely Default, where you can actually see the turn order, and there's a, a specified turn order that you can pull up on the HUD, and there are... You can play it traditional Pokemon, battle, attack, 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 attack. However, there are uh, two new styles of attack that really change the formula. Uh, Tony, what's going on with these styles? Well, you have your agile style and your strong style. And basically, once you know your Pokemon still can know up to four moves at one time, and it does something called mastering a move, and once you've mastered the move um which i assume is just by leveling up and having that move on your uh you know pokemon for long enough i have there, there are things a lot of things about this game i don't know 100 percent yet which i really like because i actually enjoy learning new mechanics when they're so well done and um and this is one that i probably overlooked but now seeing the way that they change the battling mechanics a little bit you're right it's not just like I go, you go, I go, you go, whatever. Now, you do see in the HUD the turn order, and if you use a regular move, it doesn't change unless your opponent uses either an agile or a strong move. But basically, if it's your turn and you're going first, if you select to take, we'll say, Water Pulse, if your Pokemon's mastered Water Pulse, you could either make it an agile move, um, which makes it do a little bit less damage, but it changes the turn order so that you might be able to sneak in another move in a row, or in a couple turns, you might be able to get two turns in a row. And on the opposite side of that, if you use a strong style move, it does a little more damage, but it slows you down, whereas the Agile does a little less damage, but it, it helps you go again. So it's also not just good for battling and trying to strategize, but it's also good for catching Pokemon because you'll, you're limited limited to four moves and sometimes you might need it to do a little less damage because you want to try to keep them alive absolutely and another cool thing about the moves is unlike older pokemon games where you do have the four move limit and unfortunately when you encounter a new move that you really like you have to let go of an old move uh, your pokemon hold on to all of their moves in a move pool and you can swap those moves in and out at a whim, which is really, really nice because having a couple extra Pokemon with False Swipe, chef's kiss <laughs> to pull it out on a moment's notice. You're like, ooh, a shiny Pokemon? Let me get False Swipe out, baby. Uh, I know I'm not going to need it because I'm going to hit the Pokemon from behind with an Ultra Ball and it's going to catch it because I am. I don't even want to encounter it in case it accidentally runs away. Like an encounter is the last thing I want, but... It's there if you need it. It's there if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, I'm 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 lost honestly. I'm just I'm looking at my notes and I just see all these we we've been just talking about so many parts of this game and there's like probably like eight or nine things that I still have listed that I'm like wow there are so many good parts of this game I guess we can cross out well in one more thing about the battle system before I cross it out is that yeah. Yeah. they one they, they give it more of an old school feeling with the way that status conditions work because now if you know if you put a pokemon to sleep in the older games that said they're sleeping and when i say the older games i mean every game up until this point but i think we may have to start referring to all the games collectively as that's insane right this is this is a game breaking like life changing game this is the most revolutionary pokemon game to have ever come out agreed 100 percent agreed um just period I think, yeah, I don't think it's, I can really come up with an argument for that at all. Um, in yeah, the status conditions now, it's basically if a Pokemon sleeping, it's more of a paralysis situation where they're kind of, they're drowsy, they're not sleeping, so they may attack, but they may be too drowsy to attack. And you could also shake status conditions off. And the battling isn't as easy. This, uh, you definitely, I mean, it's pretty straight up in terms of, like, you know, knowledge and, and type advantage and stuff like that, but the opponents are just straight up harder. Damage is, is it's just not as forgiving as traditional Pokemon games, and when you run into the alpha, no. the, the, the which we can get into what an alpha Pokemon is, but it's basically a, a stronger, right, or better EV Pokemon, so, any, any Pokemon, even opponent's Pokemon, There, it's just, if you're getting hit by yeah. a super effective move, if even if that Pokemon's, like, ten levels lower than you, like, you might get one-shotted. Like, it, it, you're gonna Absolutely. get punished. <laughs> you're gonna get punished. And, oh man, has this ever happened to you? So, uh, the you're battling an opponent, and the trainers in this game, while few and far between, uh, do provide some interesting, like, learning opportunities about the game. Because how many times have you beaten an opponent that has more than one Pokemon, they throw out their second Pokemon, it immediately hits you with an agile move, and then follows it up with that same move, so you get double blasted, and you're just like, oh, okay, GG's, I don't get to play this round. <laughs> like, what? what is this, a Yu-Gi-Oh game? Is this turn <laughs> one L? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's definitely and, happened to me. And as annoying as it is, like... I love it. I mean, it's uh, it's proper use of the mechanics, and it's it's the the computers not being absolutely dumb. Dude, the AI I, is is literally smart. They pick the right moves for the circumstances like eighty percent of the time. I want to say from what I've seen. Right, they'll even switch out like turn one. Like if it's a mismatch, I haven't seen that yet. If it's a mismatch, they will just straight up turn out. I've seen both you turn in baton pass turn one. Wow. Um. Yeah. And it's such a breath of fresh air, isn't it? Because, like, how how many times have we said over the past, I don't know, since the release of X and Y, how many times have we said or have heard other people saying, yeah, the games are just getting, like, too easy. And, and until you get to competitive play and you're just playing storyline stuff, which is what we want to be good very badly just so easy experience share everything's going up just like the battles or you just like you you grind a little bit early on and then the whole game is cake you know what i mean and this is one where it's not it just feels like you're it the just i will say for myself personally gen 6 and onward from a gameplay perspective just felt like going through the motions mm. for a pokemon game i'm like all right well here i am i have to collect 
eight more badges, fighting Elite Four. I have some new looking Pokemon, but the game's effectively the same. All right, Gen 7. Cool, it's in a tropical region. They switched up the gyms, but the gameplay is more or less identical. Let's go through the motions. Gen 8, you heard us two weeks ago. We don't have to, we don't have to talk about the dark days. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. While they added some cool stuff with the, the Grand Underground, uh, it is one of the most vanilla Pokemon experiences that I can remember. And Pokemon Arceus came out and was like, I got you, fam. I got you, and everything's okay. Gave gave me a little kiss on the forehead and baked me some cookies, and now I am just a happier person. I don't remember where I was going with that, but I landed where I wanted to, I think. <laughs> yeah, the harder game that will also kiss you on the forehead once in a while. And the game can get away with being harder because while it is harder, uh, there, there really is less of a focus on uh like if one of your pokemon dies that's okay or faints if a pokemon faints it's okay right uh they made it really easy to escape from battles not only is there a runaway option you can literally in the middle of a battle just walk away from it and it'll say okay you're done with that battle <laughs> i have not tried that it is so funny the only time it doesn't work is like when an opponent's using a move okay but other Otherwise, if you just walk away from the battle, <laughs> it just goes, okay. Even a trainer battle? Not a trainer battle. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah, that's, I haven't done that yet, uh, but I'm like... Oh, wild battles. Uh, wild battles you can literally just walk away from. That's so funny. <laughs> and I, I do it sometimes because like, I'm like, this is going to be quicker than just dealing with them in the overworld. So I'm like, all right, let's just fight them and then run away. Easy peasy. And it gets rid of them. Cool. And this is the first game, actually, too. Sorry to cut you off, just to throw this in here, where your entire team could get knocked out, and then you're just, instead of blacking out and waking up at a Pokemon Center, you're just, like, still standing right where you are, except there's a humongous Snorlax in your face going, I just killed every Pokemon you have. What are you going to do? And you're like, oh, okay, I got to go, and you just run. And it just <laughs> adds even more of that... Uh, that that feeling of of realism you know like you really feel like you're not being babied the game is is hard and in to segue from it being hard it's also mature and i'm not sure if, if where you were going with what you're about to say again sorry i cut you off but i do think it's really important to say that this game in terms of difficulty level increase it also like maturity level has really increased and they go hand in hand and that, and that makes the game in the realism even better because it there's like uh for the first time maybe ever there's a little bit of like a, a scary element in pokemon where you're just like oh wow i i they're not babying me. Like, if I mess up right now, I'm going to get punished, and it's going to be hard, and I have Pokemon chasing me. I have a alpha poke, an alpha Pokemon I want to catch, and there are a bunch of its uh, pre-evolutions next to it, and they're all, like, jumping on me, and I have to kind of work my way, and it's just... Eh. And it's just, like, real. Like, the, the storyline that we haven't even jumped into, like, right off the rip, they're just like, oh, you're a new kid that came from the sky, you want to help us? All right, well, go to the wilderness and see if you can, and if you can't, then you're probably going to die. And they literally say that, and you're like, what? Yeah. what? I'm going to die? I, You can't. Pokemon trainers don't die unless it's just, like, the, you know, the very few cemetery, you know, areas in the game <laughs> where they touch on it a little bit, and you're like, all right, Pokemon's real. Pokemon understands. But they never 
never put you under the the spotlight where they're just like listen man like we don't care about you like you're in our world right now it's a rough world and you gotta make it work or you're not gonna make it and you're just like wow i and they're not wrong no i've wanted to be shitted on by them my entire like life basically once i understood what pokemon (laughs) was and like for the past at least for the past like 15 years i'm just like make it challenging please make it better and it's like you know what all right 15 is an exaggeration but like it's just like here you go yeah you're you're an old boy now everyone's bitching about how how easy the games are all right well now for for the older audience here you go. And for the boss battles, it's not just another gym fight. It's not just this. Now you're actually playing an action slash turn-based combat, like, back-and-forth style kind of mechanic that has... Oh, it's just a perfect blend, and everything is so just smooth and fluent, and ev- everything about the game is so good. Jeez, it's good. And they strike a perfect balance between difficulty and forgiveness and i think that's incredibly important for a game like this because you're right compared to pokemon games this game is one of the hardest right Uh, i was thinking out loud to one of my friends earlier i was like hey could you imagine somebody trying to like nuzlocke this game and they're like impossible (laughs) like you would have pokemon getting one shotted left and right like it's it's ggs and i'm like yeah yeah you're right straight up ggs but uh what's nice is so there there is a, a chance that your character can black out and that's if he gets attacked by the wild pokemon because the wild pokemon do attack trainers uh also you could fall fall damage exists and i've succumbed to fall damage before and what happens when you die you lose a portion of your items and they I don't know who came up with this idea, but I think it's absolutely brilliant. When you die, you lose a satchel of items. That satchel of items appears in other players' games as long as you're connected to the internet. And other players, while exploring the world, can pick up these little satchels and uh, return those items to the original trainer. And usually you you get some points for that that you can put towards evolutionary items. It, It makes it so you can lose your items that you work really hard for because almost every item that you hold on to in this game is something that you crafted yourself uh, from natural resources throughout the game. And that's like a whole nother component that we rarely haven't even scraped yet. Um, (laughs) So much in this game. There's so much going on in this game. We're three and a half hours in right now. (laughs) Feels like we've only been talking for 10 minutes. In all likelihood, you'll probably get your bag back, your satchel back within the first, you know, three or four hours of you losing it. That was my experience. So it's not a huge loss, but it is a major inconvenience. Uh, I, for example, had just gotten the ability to use Ultra Balls, which are one of the better uh, balls for catching Pokemon. And I died and I lost uh, all but five of them. I lost about 25 of them and they take a lot of resources to build so when i lost them i was like pretty i felt pretty defenseless and defeated i was like damn i shouldn't have been climbing that volcano with my weird ear but i get it and a couple of hours later i was prancing around and i got a little notification saying "Bling, somebody returned your satchel i was like this is awesome so i i do make it a point whenever i enter an area I uh, always go seek out the satchels first 
and then I go do what I was doing. You're a good man. Plus, I, I like to get all them evolutionary items, you know? Yeah, it's nice. It's it's, about... it's, they're, they're called merit points, and that's just very fitting. You're doing the right thing. You're helping out players who, who need some help because they got knocked out and, you know, lost their items. And you're like, oh, I will give them back to you. And, you, you know, I don't... Can you just keep the items? Because, like, if they're forcing you to do the right thing, I feel like it is what it is. But it'd be nice if you had the option to be like, oh, I'm going to keep them or I'm going to do something nice for someone and give them back. And then you get the merit points, and you could use those for, for items. So... There is a, a baked-in incentive. Each satchel, I believe, has an item attached to it that uh, is displayed when you look at it in the menu. And it'll say, like, so-and-so, like, JoJo's missing their their satchel. And it'll have a picture of uh, an EXP shard medium size. And if you return it, you get that medium experience shard. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I've been returning them, yeah. but I haven't even noticed that. That's really cool. Yeah, so you usually get, like, a little bonus for picking them up and then you also get the merit points as well which you can tr uh cash in for uh evolutionary items some pokemon in this game are exclusive uh to these evolutionary items some pokemon are just not found in nature in this game uh one example is scissor uh a one of the evolutions of scyther because uh they really are pounding the table with this evolution called cleavor a new evolved form of scyther uh who, listen, he's got giant axes for hands. It's kind of dope. But it's cool that they left Scizor in. There's this whole concept of old versus new in the game where you are from the future, and it's pretty apparent that you are from the future. And there are traces of that when you are exploring the overworld. But before we get into that, let's talk about the overworld. Mm -hmm. Because... They're expansive. I know the game's not technically an open-world game. Uh, that's because I'd call it five open worlds in one game. <laughs> these these maps are, like, as... They feel as big as, or maybe even bigger than, like, Grand Theft Auto 3 in a map. I'm... Like, they feel huge. I'm glad you have something to compare it to. And I was just watching a YouTube video on this, actually, about uh, different games' map sizes... And I'm not the biggest fan, besides GTA V, I'm not a huge fan of, like, open world, like, run around, you know, like, Skyrim type, like, Breath of the Wild type games. So I can't really compare map sizes, but from a Pokemon fan and in, in, in player standpoint, I could say these areas feel humongous. Humongous. Ab absolutely gigantic. Um, without using special traversal techniques just by walking, it's probably going to take you to go from just one far end of a map to the opposite end of the map. Probably going to take you 30 minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, by just running without using your, your weird ear. Yeah, maybe maybe like 15 minutes, but still, that's like just walking a straight line. Yeah, it's an, oh yeah, fifteen minutes sounds pretty good. I don't, I don't know. I haven't tried it. We could try it for for live the week. I keep getting distracted, honestly. Yeah, there's, it's just so much stuff everywhere, and, and keep going. I could digress a thousand times with this, but it's even the 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 parts of the game where you want to do something, but then you notice, hey, I haven't seen that Pokemon before. Oh wow, I haven't really even been to this part of this area before, and you're like, all right, well now I want to do this Pokedex entry, and they keep it so 
fun because it's not just how you all run up catch the pokemon it's like all right i kind of do i want to be sneaky do i want to battle it do i want to just try to you know catch it from behind or run up and catch it and once you catch it it's like all right well what else can i do do i get points for you know uh throwing a piece of food at it and eating it like you need those 10 research points but some of the objectives are worth two points each so it's like all right if i catch one it's worth two if i catch two now i have four points if i battle one i only get one point how do i want to do it and it keeps you really engaged and by running around and and trying to just harvest items or you know not really i i've been pacing myself in a way where i'm not going through the storyline that heavily i'm really focusing on the pokedex but i get sidetracked seeing new pokemon and you know alphas and stuff and then i'm, I'm just it's just so much happening and i'm just completely completely engaged the entire time and just absolutely in love with this game it, it it's it's so and you're right with the moment to moment con uh content here when you're not battling and you're not chasing pokemon and you're trying to go from A to B, there's always uh, trees or rocks or plants that are just chock full of items, and you want to send your Pokemon out to collect these items because you can use them for crafting. It's, you know, one of the main ways to get Pokeballs, potions, you know, in-game healing items, stuff like that, and you can you can use all those things, and the, the crafting system, while simple, uh, I, I do like that you can use parts of the world to to craft and it is one of the things that makes it very similar a lot of people do compare this game to breath of the wild and between the fact that a, a an alpha snorlax can body you quite easily and the fact that you can use these you know items that you find in the wild to craft to to give you items that help you along your way uh it really th th there's always something going on and Alpha Pokemon, I know we've mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, there are a handful of Pokemon out in the wild. Uh, some are static locations. Some are uh, random. Uh, they are basically just Pokemon that have uh, slightly higher stats than a regular Pokemon. And they have their size set to their maximum, which is 255 each Pokemon in this game is randomly assigned a uh, uh, randomly assigned a size value, uh, except for the Alpha Pokemon, which always has the Alpha uh, the size set to maximum, and th that's shown in some of the, like the side quests of this game where per certain people will say, "Hey, can you show me a a Buizel that's uh, you know over two foot eight? I need a Buizel that's the size of the rock because uh, <laughs> this this little Buizel is kind of a little punk." And you got to catch like six or seven Buizel before you find one that's the right size. And they're scary. They're <laughs> scary because their eyes are bright red and they yell at you. And if you're on a ride Pokemon and they yell at you, you fall off and you're like, oh, God. And then they hit you with a thunderbolt and you're like, oh, God. And then you're paralyzed so you can't even run from them. That's right. Your trainer can get status things. And then you're like, oh, God. And then... And then a Wurmple comes by and, like, hits you with a poison sting. And then it's R.I.P., homie. Hope somebody finds your satchel. Peace. And that is the entire game. Just kidding. There's so much more to talk about. Um, yeah, <laughs> you can get stabbed by a Wurmple. You know what I like, too? Finally? Yeah. This isn't some safaris. The last time I felt like this, rather, was in the safari zone when I had an option 
throw a rock yeah. at a Pokemon where it said you could throw bait, you could throw your Pokeball, you could run, or you could throw a rock. I was like, wow, Pokemon's really upping it. You could throw a rock. That seems pretty dark. In this game, there's an item. There's, like, mud balls. There's spoiled apricorns. If there's a little Paris or something in your face, and it's like, what's up, bro, and it's trying to follow you, you could turn around and throw a spoiled apricorn. You spit right in that Paris's face, and it's like, oh, what the hell? Why'd you do that? And then it's, you know, when, when they're attacking you, they can't be caught. There's a red apricorn. The second you hit them with an item, it stuns them, and then they're available to catch. It's just like, you could, you don't even have to battle with your Pokemon. You could just face the Pokemon head-on. That's insane. It's absolutely unprecedented and awesome. It basically, this game basically is Safari. It's like what we thought Safari Zone was when we played Pokemon Red and Blue 30 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Like, is it is it not basically Safari Zone, but, it, like, with every available interaction? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's so much more than the Safari Zone. It's just... Yeah, right. It's, it's, yeah, but, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's... Also, yeah, how yeah, much... Yeah, yeah, sorry. How, how, much, how much is Paris the literal most annoying Pokemon in this entire game? Yeah, he's just a, a little son of a bitch. <laughs> he's just like, learn your place, little man. You're, so you can fast travel in this game, and the only time you can't fast travel is when a Pokemon uh, has its eyes on you in a I want to fight kind of way. And it's always Paris just out of the corner somewhere going like, you want to fight? You want to fight? <laughs> this little ass dinky mushroom boy who in the anime was afraid of a leaf blowing in the wind is all of a sudden ready to go toe-to-toe with me in my Alpha Torterra level 68 ready to stomp somebody's lights out, and he's like, bro, I can take you, bro. Let's go. You stepped on my puma? Let's fight. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to collect a berry, and he's like, yeah, I'm about to bury you six feet under. <laughs> we don't script the show, by the way. This is all, all, this is all Bill. And then you chuck an apricorn at it, and you say, I'm out. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got to hit it in the face with something. Let it know. It ain't nothing. Not only are you traveling, by the way, these giant expanses collecting, you know, craftable items, collecting new Pokemon, learning about their ways of life and stuff like that, but there's also a handful of other collectibles in this game that kind of keep you searching every nook and cranny. Pretty early on in the game, you unlock the ability to search for two things. Uh, you can find wisps, which are these, like, ghoulish little fireballs. Because um, apparently, according to this one girl, something terrible is going to happen if you don't collect all these wisps. And there's 20 in each area. And they only appear at night. And it is a good way to force people to roam around the game at night, because I hate roaming the game at night. Like, Zubat can eat my... Uh, my gym shorts man because it is annoying as well they only come out at night those wisps huh the wisps so they spawn at night they may still exist in the day if if you're in the area where they spawn okay so like i've definitely collected some during the day or at least the morning but they spawn at night for sure and you can collect 20 of those and they are those wisps are placed basically in the hardest to reach areas of each map 
So you really have to do some serious uh, footwork. I mean, a lot of them are even out of the way of Pokemon altogether. Yeah. And uh, the other thing, which I think these are even harder to find because they don't light up bright purple and they're just kind of placed in random spots. There are clues to find them, but those clues are a little ridiculous. And those are the unknown. Hmm. Uh, there is one of each letter and symbol of unknown across the entire game. And I think that averages out to like something uh, in the ballpark of four to five unknown per level. Hmm. And they're just kind of placed randomly. And you're tasked with collecting the, uh, the alphabet. So I don't know what you get for collecting them all. I think I still have like eight or nine to go and i still have to get all the wisps in the the fifth level as well so i i don't know what happens when you collect them all i i think you get spiritum with the wisps that makes sense that's what i was thinking but i to complete the pokedex i will have to do that but that's one of those things where i and you know I'm not a fan of collectathon, so the fact that those are kind of yeah, do these you should do these, and I'm like, and I'm a Pokemon's not... locked behind it. Yeah, if if a Pokemon is locked behind it, that kind of sucks. But I don't know, I, I, that that's kind of like an end game thing for me. Like, let me just watch a YouTube tutorial on where all the Wisps are, because I don't feel like running and looking like behind every you know right. crack of the mountain to try to find. Like, I don't, I like exploring in this game. But not to collect, uh, you know, puzzle pieces in Banjo-Kazooie or whatever they're called. No offense. Right, no, I, no, I, I totally understand. Because they they definitely are placed in rough spots. And it's definitely way easier once you have the fifth travel Pokemon. Ah, uh, I don't have that yet. Uh, I don't either. And I am kind of debating just kind of bopping out to the fifth area just to get that uh that fifth ride pokemon to make life a lot easier and travel a lot quicker let me let me th- ask you this yes uh, i caught this real quick and I, I looked it up instantly and i didn't hear anything afterwards or i didn't get any okay. really good results from this did you notice early on the first Pokemon you get, the first ride Pokemon is Wordier, and that's basically your go-go. You can, you know, ride around real quick in the game, right? Yep. When they give you Wordier, I think it's the professor says, oh, it's similar to the ride Pokemon of the uh, Alola region. And instantly I thought, how the hell do you know about the Alola region? That This is yeah. way back in time. Like, I, I really feel like the professor is not... From this time period. Okay, that was I, my question. I, I think Professor might actually be from Galar. Okay. Because he's definitely British, right? Like, super British. I didn't get that. I was getting more of a... Uh, like in... Like a Alolan? More, more like a Bangladesh kind of vibe. Like India, <laughs> Bangkok kind of guy. Well, no, that kidding. makes sense... Well, well, I mean, if you were going with that, because that, that all caters to British as well. Oh, yeah, I'm real bad with, like, the, you know, geologics and, and you know, all that I, stuff. So. I, he's There's a couple of, like, mannerisms that he has, because like, I think he calls you old boy sometimes. 
And I'm like, only British people use the phrase old boy. They go, hello, old boy. How's the apps, gov? And uh, that's just us offending uh, another group of English speakers. Last week it was Australians. This week it's British people. Who's next? Canadians, watch out. (laughs) I don't know what game we're talking about next week. But if it's Wayne Gretzky's ice hockey, you're on thin ice. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. Wow. Hey, this is a Pokemon Legends Arceus game. Uh, one other really cool thing. We were talking about where the professor came from. One really cool aspect about this game is a lot of the characters, especially like the main characters, are ancestors of characters that already exist uh, mostly in the Sinnoh region, but there's a couple of characters that kind of fit other regions as well. For example, all three of the Trickster sisters, which I think you've encountered, they're in the second area. Mm-hmm. They they each uh, resemble somebody from Gen 4, uh, specifically uh, Candice. Uh, I want to say maybe it actually might even be like Agatha. Hmm for for one of them and then uh saturn you just tell from the hairstyle the (laughs) the the those those team galactic nerds i tell you but it's really cool seeing somewhat familiar faces in a totally new light and i think it adds to it, it makes it easier to kind of latch on to and relate to the characters when you're like i kind of know you i think and like even though like there's like a salesperson that like wanders around the world and you're like dog you're definitely Cynthia's like great great granddaddy. <laughs> like no shot you're not. <laughs> no shot. The only blonde-haired blue-eyed person in this neighborhood and you ain't Barry. You ain't Barry. <laughs> Come on son. <laughs> Come on son. Another new mechanic in this game by the way I thought is really really well done. And really interesting, kind of combines both the the Pokemon battling and the the running around as your trainer character is the noble Pokemon. Uh, each region, there's five regions in the game. Each region has a noble Pokemon guardian that has been taken up into a frenzy, and it is your duty to quell these frenzies in a series of almost like Dark Souls arena battles combined with Pokemon battles. Tony, why don't you tell them about these? Oh, it's... It's so good. It, it's not... It's like nothing they've ever done before. They're going, it is the least Pokemon thing of this whole game. Yeah, and, and the, the learning curve for it is so good because, you know, the first noble fight is against a Cleavor. Spoiler alert. Um... And you basically have to throw these little bags of its favorite food at it repeatedly. And at some points during the battle, you get an opportunity to have a Pokemon battle with it where you use your team. And then once its HP goes to zero, it's kind of knocked silly for a couple seconds. And you get to throw a bunch of the food packets at it. And uh, it just combines Pokemon battling with an arena file style fighting game in... It, it, Pokemon players aren't used to that for the most part, I want to say. I mean, not all of them, but for some that like don't play, you know. Oh, absolutely. I agree, 100%. Yeah, com- yeah combat games like that. Um, 
But the way they do it, you know, the first battle, there's a huge tree in the middle, so it's not the most overwhelming thing in the world where it's like, oh, I've never fought like this, I don't know how to do this. They make the first battle very easy to, to get into the system, where it's still not an easy battle per se, but... It's easy to figure out what's going on. Exactly. They're introducing you very well how, uh, you know, how it's going to kind of work, how, how these battles are going to go for the rest of the game. And you're just like, all right, let me adjust to this. And you learn it. And then the next one, it's like, oh, well, you could also do this. This is important. And then as the game progresses, you see that, all right, these are getting harder. But from what I've learned, you know, utilizing all these different techniques and whatnot, this is how I'm going to have to, you know beat it and it's just like a great learning curve and i love the way they do it and the fact that they even implemented that in a game like this really just you know drives home the point that it's not just your pokemon standing in front of you like a barrier you know you are in the fight with them this is your world now you are in this area and you have to just like survive and they do such such a good job it it really it, it's and like I said before, it was like very Dark Soulsy where you're doing a lot of there's a dodge command that you can do with your character, and while you're in your dodge animation, you have some invincibility frames, uh, which definitely become super important in the later noble battles because you gotta you gotta bomb up these these boys and girls and make them comfy again before you can move on. That's just that's just the way it is, and. Yeah, they did a really, really great job just setting that up. And that's basically, if you want, like, a, a quick, like, summary of each area, they, they all kind of follow a similar formula where you get invited to this area, you show up, and you need to acquire the, the travel Pokemon. There's a travel Pokemon that you acquire in each area, which it almost serves as, like, the halfway point of each area mm-hmm. and then then on the back nine you learn about the noble pokemon and you have to make your way towards the mobile pokemon who's typically on the opposite side of the map and it it, it there's so much to do from point a to point b and they do such an incredible job even uh, at first i actually didn't really like the fourth area but now that i've revisited it without like a task it's actually really, really unique the way they have it set up, and it feels so much larger. E- even though I think it's technically the smallest map in the game, it feels so much larger than any of the other maps. Wow, I haven't. It's, I just unlocked it. It it it's really really interesting the way they handled it, especially with the mobility Pokemon that you acquire there. Hmm. Uh, I it's very intentional the way they have it set up but it's really really interesting and unique the way that you get around there and i i actually appreciate it a lot more that's cool i'm very excited to try that i i've noticed that when i unlock an area i find myself going back to either the first and now you know i've unlocked the fourth area but i just went back to the second area to try to fill up my pokedex and you know and grind and and catch alpha pokemon that may have been too strong early on and just level up and switch my team around and stuff and i'm just pacing myself through the game enjoying 
not just running through the storyline as fast as possible, but feeling like if I want to get through the storyline, that I need to be well prepared for it. And after you grind for, you know, some hours, I think I'm, I'm probably like sub 20 hours, but pretty close to 20 hours. And out of the 10 stars that you can get, because your player has a, like a, ranking system basically out of the 10 stars that you could be i just got the seventh star but i'm only in the fourth world so i'm definitely i i feel like the way that i've been playing and just the i don't want to say like the the luck but i've been fortunate enough to get some really cool pokemon and some really cool alpha pokemon so i feel like my team is you know they're in like the 60s right now is you know and after you get the seventh star you know the the commander says you can have any Pokemon obey you, so I'm like, alright, I'm, I'm prepped for the story, but I want to continue to do this Pokedex stuff, and go back, and, and explore areas I haven't seen, catch more Pokemon, and I'll, I'll make my way through the story when I feel ready, and I've just kind of been going back and forth with that, and a little bit of story, a little bit of grinding, a lot of grinding, a little bit of story, and it's just, it feels so right, you know, it feels like, oh, I still have stuff left to do in the story, oh, but there's so much I want to do that's not the story, so let me just go work on that for a little bit and I'll get back to that and you just get lost in that and in a game hasn't I don't know this game really just I haven't felt this way about a game in such a long time I mean this game is like changed everything for me I want to say I really can't say enough about it I mean since I started playing this game I haven't even opened up Pokemon Go like all the the semi uh, like, the fun but semi-toxic patterns I've been in of being like, alright, well, I want this achievement, I want to hit Legend and po like, it's just, like, out the window, it's just, like, forget about that, that, that's me, like, compensating not having good Pokemon to play besides, like, VGC, um, the, the, like, Pokemon Go somehow became the new Pokemon to me, which is awful because Pokemon Go is not... It's not a good game, you know what I mean? You just, you know, you throw the ball. That's, as far as the game goes, there's obviously way more to it than that, not including the battling. It's just like, throw the ball, do it like this, you know? Oh, you gotta do these right. quests, or there's eggs, or there's this. It is what it is, but it's 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 not a, a video game, and it just sucked me in, and me getting, like, obsessed with the battles. Like, that's all been, like, broken loose. Like, I, I'm playing this game, Arceus, thinking, like... I have to play. I'm like, it's a main series game. It, not main series, but technically a spinoff. But it's like a new Pokemon game. They're trying something new. I feel a huge obligation to play it. And there are going to be things that I don't know in the game. But I will learn them. And I think those are like... The unknown could sometimes be intimidating for me with other games. But when... I play this game and I go, oh, okay, it's not hard to learn how to craft stuff. It's not hard to learn how to collect the the pieces that you need. It's not, you know, hard to learn the controls or this. It makes me think, you know what? I can play Breath of the Wild. I'm not going to go in there like I don't know what I'm doing even though I don't because the game's going to teach me. I'm going to figure things out. And I feel like this, this game singularly... It has just, like, broken the trap in my mind that has been playing the same games I've been obsessed with, and I'm so excited to to get back to exploring new games and trying new games again in a couple years when I'm done playing this game. I never want this game to end. You still have about 400 hours left to uh, to put into this game, and that I think you, you hit the hammer on the head. I 100% agree with your your take on people who 
maybe have only played Pokemon games or are, you know, just coming of age where like, you know, what, what are some games that are maybe a little more like Pokemon Arceus or something like that, but like aren't fully dipping their toes into something else. This is a great jumping off point for, for a game like, like Breath of the Wild, uh, for a lot of games, really like any, just like any adventure game that's come out in the last couple of years. I mean, this, this is a great jumping off point and it's a great bridge from Nintendo to more serious games. This game feels like the most serious and ambitious title from a Nintendo game since maybe, I don't know, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. They feel, it feels like a totally unique and reinvented experience. Like, I don't think Animal Crossing reinvented the wheel for Animal Crossing that much uh, in this most recent iteration. Uh, and as far as, like, other Wii games go, I, I don't think anything is as revolutionary for its brand since Breath of the Wild, really. Hmm. And that's that's in incredible praise, because Breath of the Wild, to date, is the best game for the, the Switch. Breath of the Wild is a day one launch title, and it is, five years later, still the best game for the Switch. And and I don't, I don't even know if that's necessarily a, a huge argument to make. That was a... Yeah, I couldn't agree more with any of that. I think we're doing a very good job so far. I'm very happy with the way that we're chopping, um, you know, through every different part of this game and in our feelings and really just getting a, a good a good summary. I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to really convey all my feelings properly because there's just so much about this game that I wanted to talk about, but it, it really does feel like a, a, a breakthrough and if I'm gonna just come out and say if if all Pokemon games, if main series games became this, I would be more than okay with that. I, I really welcome that, you know, because it seems like you said it's it may be even difficult to go back to a traditional main series Pokemon game after having played this, you know, like you're really gonna go back to Fire Red and Leaf Green, and I love fire red and leaf green and, and heart gold and soul silver and it, those are remakes but i love obviously red and blue and gold and silver too but like in in gen 3 and, and you know how much we love pokemon but after this after this after getting your hands dirty and doing you know throwing apricorns in a pokemon's face and sneaking up behind them are you really going to be able to just walk around in, in grass and wait for a random encounter like how do you go back to that this is just it's game changing every, every game every pokemon game feels a hundred times slower ever since last week yeah like yeah. like i don't know if a single experience has instantly aged a franchise like arceus has done to the traditional pokemon franchise i yeah. i think going back would be a, a huge mistake i think I, I think that you're going to see a lot of purists say, take a lot of what's good from Arceus, but leave the battle system alone. Okay. Um, but I don't even necessarily know if that... I, I I think... I don't know. I think there's some things you could take from this. I, I, I really think... Like, if you were to build your ideal Generation 9, then I, I, I think we'll, we'll end our talk on Arceus with our Gen 9 wish list updated 
for, uh, for for having experienced Arceus and what we would want to be taken from this to be placed in a future game. Uh, I, I think one of the most important things that you want to carry over is the, the ability to just have a move pool. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's that would be awesome. And I I think if... I th- here's here's the wish list. Ready? You ready for a wish list? <laughs> I think so. I'm wish casting here, and I don't know that this is possible, but... All right, peep this. Pokemon Generation 9. Hold off on it until we get the sequel to the Switch or, like, the Switch Pro or something. We want something that has a little more juice behind it. Because we want it to look better than Arceus, right? Uh, you can keep going, but I have... I mean, that that's a small wish. I, I think that's, like, just... But I would like, if you wanted to keep the traditional 8-badge model, a game that has 8 or maybe even 9 areas like this in Legends Arceus, where you have, like, a, a massive world... At the end of each world is a gym, or maybe even at the you know somewhere in that world is a gym, hmm. and you're required to kind of go around and explore the area, and then once you hit all the story element requirements in the area, you're you're able to face the gym leader and acquire the badge, and that's what sparks you onto the next area. Um, I think that would be awesome. I agree. Yeah, I think that would be great. I think the biggest thing this game is missing is trainer battles. I think having more trainer battles would be a lot of fun. Even if they were optional. Like, they're just, like, people standing around. Or, like, people, like, in areas that, like, they're animated to look like they're exploring. I don't know. (laughs) Um, But uh, having a couple of human NPCs in the overworld to to just liven up the area, I think, would be a huge add. I I can get on board with that. I will say I'm I'm quite okay with the presentation of the game graphically. I I'm not bothered at all by its lackluster graphics. I think that um as much as I've complained about porting the sprites over from, you know, 3DS to Switch and stuff, I, I stuff like that I feel like is is cutting corners, but that's also just a hatred in in more, you know, salt in the wound or more uh I don't know, more gunpowder to just like talk crap about you know gen 8 i really don't even care that much about the graphics in this game i think they look fine and i think the game is so focused on what it's focused on that it's very easy to to overlook the fact that they're a little underwhelming and i actually like the fact that there aren't too many trainer battles i think there are enough um there are definitely not many but it would be nice if there were a couple like you said human npcs just you know, roaming around and you just stumble into one. They're just say, hi, you know, like, are you, you know, over here too? Let's, let's have a battle and see who's the better trainer. You know how they are. You know, they're always a little cocky with it or a little four-year-old kid with like a little tube. And they're just like, yeah, I like to go swimming, battle me. And you're just like, what you, you are in a wild area right now, kid. You got to go home, you know? Um, so hopefully right. there won't be any of that, but yeah, I think, I also think you could probably have, and I'm not upset that they didn't do it, but realistically, I think they probably could have just dropped eight gyms in these areas, or, or, you know what I mean, or like maybe if they didn't want to drop two in one area, just figure out a way to get the traditional eight in there and also keep the noble Pokemon battles, I think that would probably make this game 
even better, even though I think it's a 10 out of 10, it doesn't even need that, but imagine if there's just like, oh, also, you know, there's just a gym here, and instead of having the person that, the overseer of the noble Pokemon, they also double as the leader, and you have to battle them, you know, or something like that. I think that would have been cool, Absolutely. but I'm not, I'm not upset about that, but now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, damn, that would have, I mean, I'm, I already can't praise the game enough. What if they did that, you know? It's... You're 100% right. Uh, I mean, this this game does so much more right than wrong because it, it because it practically gets everything right. Hmm. Uh, this N- Nintendo historically has followed the 90/10 rule where they get 90% of a game right and 10% it's just like why? What were you thinking? I am having a hard time with this game coming up with the 10% why because the graphics while while they are a negative they don't impact my moment-to-moment gameplay like i said i have 75 hours in this game i am not dissuaded from the game at all uh because the graphics aren't you know 4k that's honestly fine by me that being said moving forward if they were to improve it i i mean that's would be an appreciated touch like you don't want you don't want a game to look like it's a ps2 game when we're on the wii I mean, we're on the Switch, but, I mean, it looks like a Wii game and we're on the Switch. Yeah, like you said, it'd be nice if they did it, but not a, not a necessity. It, but, no. I mean, imagine with the 4K graphics, you'd be like, this is the best game I've ever played, you know? <laughs> right, it would it, it would immediately, like, if, oh my god, if Pokemon just came out with, if Legends Arceus came out with a 4K remaster, it That's would it. automatically become the greatest video game of all time. Wow. Yeah, this is this is at that level. <laughs> this, this game. I mean, the... it it might be. The, it, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. The best Pokemon game ever. Oh wow, that is something that you have not said to me yet, and I. Why well, I don't know. I don't know. There there are a lot of. Pairs of blue balls talking, saying that right now. I think you know what I mean. Waiting for something good, and then you get something absolutely amazing, and you're just like, oh, okay, I've been waiting for this for so long, and it it's hard to compare it, you know, to the feeling you get from playing Pokemon for the first time, or all the you know amazing generations that have come out, all the spinoffs. It, it's it really just busted through a, a, a new door and said. You know, we're in the running now. You know, if this, I don't know, it's just, it's an experience that any Pokemon fan really can just cherish. You know, it'd be like, I've wanted this. I've wanted a little more difficulty. I've wanted a little more seriousness. I've wanted a, you know, an overworld experience. I've wanted, you just want, we've all wanted so much from Pokemon, and it's been a lot of letdowns and a lot of all you know they should do this why are they doing this i'm not happy with this and they finally just said here it is here it this is this is the definitive moment that we've all been waiting for it came in the form of pokemon legends arceus and i i feel reborn i said at the beginning i'll say it again i am just so so happy that i get to experience this game as a as a life this is part of my life that i got to enjoy this game there are very few games that i think are i would call a a must play for a console i really do believe that this puts itself 
right next to Breath of the Wild for if you own a Nintendo Switch, this is now, for a single-player experience, a top three option for must-play. Breath of the Wild's right there. Super Mario Odyssey is right there. Pokemon Legends Arceus is right there. Hard to argue with that. Very, very, very hard to argue with that. Again, I think... I don't know if Dark Souls fans or, I don't know, Uncharted fans, you know what I mean? Just like open world, even like Grand Theft Auto fans, I don't know how many of them would be able to jump to this kind of open world, you know, I, I think it's an easy jump. I think it's an easy jump. I think if you... You think so? I think if you are a, a, a gamer who hasn't played Pokemon and have only played other titles uh, outside of the realm of Nintendo, I think this is an excellent jumping-on point because it has a lot of mechanics that a lot of other games have. This is, uh, while it is a Pokemon game and it is a Nintendo game, it it, it is one of the least Nintendo-feeling games out there. It, it, it doesn't feel very Nintendo. I don't know what, I don't know why I feel that way but like i feel like this is very welcoming to to outsiders no you're a hundred percent right a hundred percent right <laughs> because it's such a departure from the norm and it, it honestly it is the literal breath of fresh air this this entire franchise needed because good lord were we were we real nervous two weeks ago yeah yeah and every single one of those nerves has been settled uh, within an hour of me playing this game, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is this is my life now. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, I think I think we all knew. I mean, most of us. And yeah, I felt the same way. I said, oh, this is it. Wow, this is. I can't wait to to wake up tomorrow when I'm done with work, play this. And it got to the point that I'm bringing my Switch to work. You know, on my break, playing. Yeah, I'm just like, I need I need to fit it in when I can. And and I've also. It's so good because the past couple nights, or probably two nights in a row, I haven't even played it. I've been working on music stuff, and it's one of those games that I want to play it so badly, but it's making me appreciate things that I enjoy doing. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm freed from the toxicity of like you know Pokemon Go battling and just you know playing the same things every day and and, and just I I want to experience more now and I'm just enjoying my time and going just thanking Pokemon Legends Arceus for for not just letting me enjoy that but being like all right we'll do something else you like and it's like you know what I also don't want to rush through the game but I can't wait to play it again and then find myself playing it yesterday the day before it's just like I'm not going to stop you know going back to it it's it's so addicting but right. I I'm enjoying it very while enjoying other things too and mostly just playing it honestly not really doing too much other stuff but it's also helping me realize that i can enjoy other stuff and i just feel like i'm in such a positive headspace and and being productive and enjoying video games too and just uh wow yeah it it really is just like it's such a a breath of fresh air in so many different ways and it's just such a, a positive a positive game that I think as a Pokemon fan, it's it's revitalizing, and and I think you're right too, 100%. What you said before, it's not, um, you know, people that like 
Sony and Microsoft and other games might be like, oh, it's Pokemon, I'm not a fan of Pokemon. This is the, the app, you're right, perfect game for them to test out the waters and go, oh, they can, they're capable of making a game like this, and then you learn the mechanics of it, and you're just like, oh, that's what Pokemon is too, oh, it's pretty well done, it's pretty, like, you know, intelligent and stuff in the way that the battling system works, and they even upped it a little bit with the new mechanics of the style type moves, and it... it I don't know. Yeah, this is it, man. This this game is it, and I don't know. I don't think I've had a feeling like this in... Oh, I haven't even thought that I might get a feeling like this even... I don't know. I don't want to say ever again, but, like, who would have thought, you know? It's just, like, you're waiting for that, that open world, like, every generation kind of Pokemon game. Not even open world, but just, like, that's the next thing, but it, it's not. This, this is the next thing it came out and it blew everyone away and it's so just well deserved of all the praise well deserving of all the praise because it's just we needed it i don't want to say we needed it i'm trying to wrap this up as nicely as possible but it's just uh, thank you thank you pokemon company nintendo game freak like 10 out of 10 you just thank you yeah uh, i i I don't think I've ever felt more grateful to a video game uh, over the last long as I can remember. Uh, this this experience really just hits different. It I I'm just blown away and can't say enough nice things. Tony, you you are absolutely correct with everything that you've said. Just you know what? I'm just gonna go out. I'm gonna go out and say it. Tip of the hat. <laughs> Tip of the hat. I will tip my hat all day for Pokemon Legends Arceus. I can't wait to see what DLC comes around the corner. I believe they did confirm DLC for this game. Wow. And if DLC does come to this game, it is an absolute minute one purchase. Instantly. Instantly. And I, I haven't felt this way about like even just thinking about DLC for a game in forever like even with breath of the wild it wasn't i didn't even buy the dlc for breath of the wild because i was like eh but if there's something that allows me to experience more arceus i don't know if it's going to be more more missions more trainers or maybe even a a sixth environment that'd be insane i love you pokemon legends arceus (laughs) i've only known you for a week but you are you are quickly rising in the ranks. And uh, there ain't no doubt about it. I'm in love. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's uh, Evelyn Champagne King. The great. I'm pretty sure she made that song like 25, 30 years ago about this game that didn't even come out yet. So it's pretty insane. Yeah, I think she did say that in in uh, one of the docu-series that chronicles her life. Uh, she was asked about that song, and she said, I had a dream about uh, a, a video game where you're exploring a world with monsters and learn about life, love, and happiness, and friendship. And that that's what that's what happened. That's true. That's 100% true. Yeah, that's, um. that, don't look into it. Don't. It's facts. Just take our word. Um, I, do you have any other final words for this game? I, th- I think I think we've gone on long enough. Uh, just absolutely praise blasting. I I 
the, the I guess the only thing I want to say in as I'm looking at my my notes, um, the last thing I want to say is that like most new Pokemon that come out, and I mean the actual Pokemon, not the the games, I'm still not a huge fan of the the Pokemon designs, but like most new generations, some of them are growing on me. Even though I think a lot of them look bad and I really kind of like threw them under the bus a couple weeks ago in the Sword and Shield episode, uh, a couple of them are okay. There's there's no saving over Quill. There's no saving over Quill. Yeah, I mean, I think the Decidueye is, like, absolutely horrendous and, and over... I mean, there are a lot of Pokemon designs, so I think 90% of them are pretty bad, but some of them are growing on me, and Ursaluna, I think, is kind of cool, and I don't know. There, 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 that, there are a couple yeah. cool ones. I just wanted to say that because I feel like that's really the only thing that we didn't touch on, and, like, Pokemon, they grow on you, you know? So even though I said I can't believe these, you know dumb looking pokemon have to be part of pokemon forever now i completely embrace and welcome them into pokemon because they're part of a a game that you know changed pokemon forever you know absolutely and and for the better and i mean i really this this week's episode is very uh different than the uh normal ones next week we'll get back to talking about the games of our lives in the past I don't think another Legends Arceus is coming out anytime soon. But for now, I, I just if you if you have a Nintendo Switch and you've been waiting on somebody to to give you the push that you needed, this is the push. Take it. It's one thousand percent recommended. It, it's just a, damn, a damn fine game. <laughs> damn, damn fine, fine game. Damn fine. Bye, country mile. By a country mile. I think it's better than Generation Eight by maybe. Uh, a country planet. <laughs> a country <laughs> planet. <laughs> Gen, 8, Gen 8 was that disappointing. Um, well, we have uh, some some stuff to take care of. So, tip of the hat, wag of the finger, tip of the hat, Legend of Arceus, wag of the finger, anyone that's talking shit about it. What have we been playing? I think that's obvious. Recommendations, I think that's obvious. We'll catch you next week, Bill. Anything else you want to say, or should we actually go through those topics? Uh, I actually didn't have anything for any of those. Uh, you pretty much nailed it. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show. Really, we appreciate it. Uh, you know, your feedback means the world to us. If you listen on iTunes or Spotify, hit us with those five-star reviews. If you want to write a review on iTunes, you can be the iTunes listener of the week. Uh, you can also follow the show at Games of Our Pod on Twitter and YouTube, and we interact with all of our comments there. Uh, you can follow Tony at The Poker Rapper on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitch. You can follow myself at Bill the Fajita on TikTok, Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter. And Tony take it away um uh, she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes Yee-hoo! she'll be coming round the mountain she'll be coming round the mountain she'll be coming round the mountain when she comes Pokemon Legends Arceus is so good
Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>